This is Safety Bri, your number one safety geek. Why do we have the behaviors that we do? Superheroes in the workplace, right? All of those things that go into making you an effective safety manager. I love what we do. Motivation, learning, teaching, training, teamwork. I I geek out over that just as much as I do safety. Hello, 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 my safety friends. How are you doing? Welcome. Welcome to episode 15 of the Safety Geek Podcast, where today we are talking about self-fulfilling prophecies and your expectations. My name is Safety Bri, and I am your host, and I hope that today is going exactly as you have planned. I know how hard that is in safety. Don't you love it when they say, Describe a typical day in your life as a safety manager. And you're like, um, yeah, there is no typical day. All 365 of them are different. <laughs> so anyway, I hope your day is going wonderful. Mine is amazing. It is a Sunday when I record this, and I am actually leaving tomorrow for vacation to sunny San Diego. And I picked myself up a brand new fancy phone. You know what it's like when you get a new cell phone, right? It's so much fun. So I'm going from, I am an iPhone user, and I'm going from an iPhone 6S to the 11 Pro. I'll tell you guys, this thing is awesome. I am loving it. I was like, I can't go on vacation with my crappy phone. I need good pictures. (laughs) So yeah, I've been waiting to upgrade for a while. So that is what's going on in my life. I'm a happy camper when you give me new technology. I absolutely love technology, (laughs) but um, it's super, super fancy. It's got the whole face ID and all of that too. So it's the first time I've had that. Still getting used to the fact that you don't have to use your thumbprint, which is what I had on my other phone. So anyway, I will try not to keep glancing at it as I'm recording this. But that is what is going on in my life. I'm going to San Diego for a week to sit by the pool. And the whole idea was that the weather would be warm and it would be dry with no humidity. I'm going to a business conference for three of the days while I'm there. I extended it so that way I can hang out by the pool by myself with no distractions. And I just got word that the weather is going to be like 70 degrees, which for you guys, that might be fine. But the Floridian in me is like, that's sweater weather, dude. (laughs) That is like, I need to be wearing leggings and a sweater if it's going to be 70 degrees. So I'm a bit disappointed about that. But needless to say, it'll still be beautiful weather. It'll still be a few days just away from the office. So that's always nice too. All right, so let's get started. So what I wanted to talk about today was self-fulfilling prophecies and our expectations. Because one of the things that I see out there, and I see this in a lot of leadership, not just in safety, but our expectations are set way too low. Way, way too low. I mean, I even see this in in, edu- in the education system too. Um, in order you know, to meet the goals that we want, especially in safety, which is, you know, 100% of doing everything right, in order to meet those goals, we have to raise our expectations, right? So people will meet whatever expectations you set upon them. And it's how you are setting these expectations, uh, getting you the results that you are. So you want to make sure that if you're shooting for safety excellence, 
that you're actually expecting it. So I want to tell you this story, and it's kind of a harsh story a little bit, but it really hit home to me. So I was listening to this podcast, and I cannot remember the topic of the podcast, but they were interviewing the HR manager of Netflix. And she was literally the HR manager when Netflix first started. If you're an old timer like me, you remember when for, when Netflix first came around where they actually were just like in a warehouse somewhere and they had people stuffing the Netflix envelopes and sending you the physical CDs. She was the HR person. She was like one of the very first ones. So the culture at Netflix was that they wanted to make sure that everybody shot for excellence. And that's how they got to where they were. And the words that she used that really hit home to me was that what you see in a lot of businesses is they say we're a family. And, you know, we're family, we all work together, we're all in this together, we're family. And she was like, no, we are not a family. We're a team. And we are not your YMCA fun league or your high school baseball team, right? We are the NFL. We are the NBA. We are a professional team. So think about what that means to be part of a professional team. If you do not perform, you're gone. They cut you, right? So that's how it was at Netflix is you were truly based on your performance. So there was no loyalty where you kept people around because, oh, they're family, right? That's how you get to excellence. It is setting the expectation that you are expected to perform. And if you're not performing or you don't have the skills to do the job, then yes, we'll bring somebody in who does have those skills. So it does sound harsh. And what actually happened to her, as you guys know, the trend with Netflix now is where they make their own uh, content. So they have their own movies, they have their own series. And she personally did not have the skills to hire for that type of business. So she was gone. She was like, oh, And it was just like, no, I don't have the ability to do the job. So yeah, I no longer work here. So even though she had been there from the beginning, she was let go because she could no longer perform to the expectations. Because expectations keep rising when you're in, in a business of excellence, right? So that's the thought. And when I look at safety, that's the vision that I have is that I have this excellence vision, you know, like we want you know, there's never perfection, there's only excellence and always trying to get better. So when you start thinking that way, and when you start expecting excellence from your people, and you start expecting excellence from your management team, you're going to get there's more of a chance you're going to get the results that you want to get. And part of that is, in psychology, what they call it is self-fulfilling prophecy. And you can see self-fulfilling prophecy probably in lots of areas in your life. Before we get into how that applies to safety, let me tell you a little bit about some of the studies that have been done on self-fulfilling prophecy to help kind of explain how that plays out. All right, so the major the major portion of these studies were done uh, in teaching and in learning, and how they were doing the comparison was like men and women, 
how they learn and and women in math, right? And rich versus poor students and all of that. So what they would do is they would, an SAT score is a great example, right? So they would be um, teaching these students. I want to make sure I'm telling it right, so I need to slow down a bit. They would be teaching these students and they would tell the teacher, well, half of the students you know, came from a lower income household and they previously hadn't done well in school and half of the students were normal, even though all the students were exactly scored exactly the same. So they would teach them in this class and what they found out is that because the teacher didn't expect these students to do well because they they were told that they didn't do well previously, they did not try as hard to teach those students. So they found different things that the teachers had done involuntarily. This was just, you know, kind of like an implicit bias thing. They uh, they kind of set higher expectations for the other students than they did the, the ones that they were told didn't do very well. They um, put in more effort to teach the students who they thought would do better. All of these little things. And they repeated this study over and over again. They did it with, you know, the expectancy of uh, like an Asian race and mathematics. They did it with an expectancy of where women aren't as good as ma- at math and science as men are. When in reality, everybody is exactly the same. But when you go in with this expectancy, you get a self-fulfilling prophecy because what will happen is they think this way, so they're not trying as hard, and then they end up performing worse, filling the expectation. So that's how the studies played out, okay? Now, if we take these studies and we apply it to safety, right? So if you think about it, even though all the studies were done in the education system and judging it that way, which they probably did that because that's a very quantitative data. It's very easy for you to test people ahead of time and test people afterwards and and get uh, get results. But if you take that those studies and you apply it to safety, it's the same thing really, right? Because we're teaching people safety rules, regulations, policies, procedures, safe work practices, right? So when we're putting a program into place, we're teaching people on it. But let's say that previously or our previous experience at our workplace has been that only 70% of the people are going to follow it, right? So that's our expectation. So because our past history shows us that every time I put a program in place, you know, I get a lot of pushback and in general, about 70% of the time it's followed. So if we hit 70, you know, then we're meeting the expectation. Even though you really truly want 100% compliance, but when that program reaches that 70, 75% compliance, the way that you act more than likely changes, right? Because you're all like, well, that's what we always get. Told you so, right? So, what happens is that you're confirming your own bias. You are saying, well, we hit our 70%. And maybe you think you're still trying to push the program. But I guarantee you, you are not thinking outside the box. You are not trying as hard as you would if you had an expectation of 
Because if you had an expectation of 80% and you were only at 70% compliance, you would be doing things to get up to 80. But now you're at 70 and you're just like, oh, well, that's what we always got. That's what I expected. So what happens is that you actually show up differently. You plan differently. You even set up your consequences differently, right? So like, let's say that we've always hit 70% and I want to hit 75%. So even my consequences are different because I'm only... I'm only putting consequences in place if we're below 75%. Not 100, right? Which is what we want. We want 100% compliance because if everybody followed the safety rules every single time and built a safety habit, then we wouldn't have any injuries. Everybody would go home safely at the end of every day. But when you have that expectation of, well... 70% of the time they do it, so that's okay. At least I'm getting, it's more than 50, you know, so we're doing good. The way that you're approaching it is always going to be different. So what I want you to do, I want you to think about how you're promoting your programs totally differently. I want you to change your thinking, right? So I want you to be thinking the only thing that is acceptable is 100%. So that means 99% is not acceptable. 100% is acceptable. And you might think that that's unrealistic. But I don't think that it is because I've actually put programs in place and expected 100%. And because I did, I got it. There are industries that they have to be 100% safe or people die, right? Airline industry, a lot in construction, trenching. I mean, you don't do the stuff you're supposed to do. People die. The space industry, right? So 100% is possible. Just because you are in a lower safety-sensitive type of industry, just because, let's say, you're in warehousing as opposed to NASA, doesn't mean that your expectation should be any less. If you expected the same compliance as the airlines do with their safety inspections, then you would get it. You are getting the results that you are expecting. So let's say that you are putting a new daily inspection program into place, right? Where you want every piece of equipment done on this inspection form every single day. And you want 100% compliance, which I think I already told you guys the story of the girl who got her hand caught in the cubing machine. That was one of our corrective actions is that we had them do an e-stop test every single morning to help build muscle memory for e-stops. Or maybe that was for something else. I can't remember. But that was one of our daily inspections that we put in place for everybody to do a daily inspection. And we expected 100% compliance, no matter what. So when you expect that, in your mind, you are approaching it differently. If you are saying, yeah, we need 100% uh, compliance, but we normally only get 70, so this is going to be an uphill battle. I'm going to have to argue with Stu, and Mary's going to be giving me some looks, It's going to be a pain, right? 
you're going to approach it differently than if you go, no, no matter what, we have to get 100%. And when you're thinking about it that way, what happens is the way that you um, create your training, the way you train on it, the way you follow up on it, everything else changes. Because in your mind, when you're not seeing that 100%, you're like, okay, what else can I do to get there? So it's almost like if you are constantly launching safety programs, policies, procedures, and you keep getting those same 70% results, it's like that definition of insanity, right? So how are you going to get that other 30% by not expecting to stay at 70? When you expect to actually get to 100 and you ask yourself, how can I get to 100% compliance? This is what's really cool. Your brain will find that answer for you. Our brains are amazing. So your brain will find that answer for you and you will try different things until you get to 100% compliance, okay? So it's just shifting that expectation, right? When you feel that the program is super important, so think about like your lockout tagout program. We all think those are important. We all think 100% compliance with that is no what no matter what, right? I know for me that was a terminable offense. You didn't lock out a piece of equipment when you were supposed to, you're gone. I don't there's no three strike rule on that, right? That's how I got 100% compliance. But more people are injured by lifting improperly. So why do we allow that to happen? Why don't we expect 100% compliance with that? So what I want you to think of right now, think about how it feels in your body when you're about to launch a new program where you know only 70% of the people are going to do it, and that's right. And now also think about it going, nothing less than 100% is acceptable. I make you bet that you can feel the shift in your mind, that you can actually feel the shift in your energy and in your body when you make that change, because it's all based on our thoughts. So the minute you change your thought of, I don't want 70%, only 100% is acceptable, then you will definitely approach it differently. Nothing will deter you. Your accountability will get better. Your people will know you mean business. Because you'll have a different, you'll show up differently. I, I was going to say you'll have a different attitude, but that just sounds negative. But you'll just show up differently because you'll have that expectation. And when you expect people to meet that expectation, they're going to meet it. So I think I put this in a blog post once um, or recently because I remember writing it. My son, he's like, he's 25 now. But when he was in kindergarten, they expected him to do algebra and graphs and things like that. And I remember having this conversation with his teacher going, what? And she goes, I know, it's crazy, isn't it? And I was like, I don't remember learning this stuff in elementary school. I remember learning it, you know, middle school maybe. And she's like, I know, they expect so much out of these kids now. But what was crazy was that they met the expectation so that's one of the things I think is actually wrong in our education system is that we're not setting those expectations high enough. When, uh, you know, my daughter, she was learning, um, what was it, Greek mythology 
and algebra and her times tables in kindergarten because her teacher expected it. And guess what? Students learned it. (laughs) So you just have to. And then the ones that don't, you just then you know you have to give a little bit more attention to, right? There's nothing wrong with that. So pretty sure I wrote that in a blog post. Um, I cannot remember the title of it. But anyway, if I can remember the title of it, I'll put it in in the links below. But it all kind of falls on the same thing that you're going to get whatever you expect, right? So the next step is that once you can change your thinking on this, apply it to everything and kind of show up that way that, you know, safety is there to make everybody's life better. I mean, that's what we do. We are not there to get in their way, which is unfortunately the way that we are seen, right? But honestly, us being there makes everybody's life better because they're going to get to go home and not be hurt. And I know a lot of people think that they can just make it through their day without being hurt without the safety guy. Well, maybe you've never really worked at a super dangerous workplace without a safety guy before, right? So anyway, set those expectations and just make sure that you apply it to everything. And and think about it, you know, like housekeeping, whether they pick up that piece of debris on the floor is just as important as whether or not they lock out the machine. So anything that's like high severity, they're easy to get the 100% compliance. But you have to make it so that even if it's just lifting a box properly, you expect them to be bending their knees and squatting down, right? That's the expectation. The reason they don't lift properly is because nobody expects them to do that. They've gotten lazy bending at the waist instead of squatting down. Just watch a toddler pick up a box. They always squat. So, And if you're looking at your results and you're just saying, I can't move the needle, I can't get them to do anything, look at yourself. What are you expecting? How are you showing up? What are your thoughts about it? Because if your thoughts are... I, they don't follow rules for nothing. Your actions are going to be based on those thoughts and they're not going to be as strong and you're not going to uh, show up in a way that's going to get them to want to follow you, right? If you expect less, you will get less. If you accept less, like the teacher being okay with the um, poor students doing poorly, So if you accept less, then you're going to continue to get less. So you accepting that 70% compliance, that's why you're getting 70% compliance. So just change your thoughts. So there is my rant for the day. I didn't mean for it to come out like a rant, but I kind of feel like it did. But that is one of my little annoying things out there when I see is that people just accept less than 100 raise those expectations my friends it will be amazing so alrighty that is what I have for you today I hope that you found it helpful I hope that you have some amazing thoughts about it that you will share with me you're always welcome to drop me a line I love hearing from listeners um, in the meantime say, stay safe out there my friends 
and I will chat with you next week. And I promise I'll probably be well rested from my week on vacation. So have a great day. Bye-bye. You know what? I have a hunch that you have a BSF, a best safety friend, who would love to know about this show. Well, don't keep it to yourself. Sharing is caring. Stop what you're doing right now and forward this show to them. They will thank you. And don't forget, you can check out the show notes and links for this week's show at www.asksafetygeek.com. Chat with you next week. Bye.